0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Educating All Learners Alliance podcast. We're really excited to share today's episode with you, which is another episode in our five minutes of series. And so today we are having five minutes with Ryan Baker discussing anti-bias in artificial intelligence, and we'll be referring to it as AI throughout the episode. So welcome, Ryan. How are you today?
1: Good. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we definitely want to jump right in, but I'll give everybody a little bit of an intro to who you are. So, Ryan Baker um, is an associate professor in the Graduate School of Education at University of Pennsylvania, and he also directs the Penn Center for Learning Analytics. And so, he does a lot of work um, in AI as well as other topics, but for today, we'll go ahead and jump right in with the first question. So. Um, you know recently we've had a discussion on bias in research and so people know that bias is bad and it can have negative effects on different communities especially students with disabilities um, but in terms of ai what impact can bias have on it
1: so bias and artificial intelligence can be a really big problem because a lot of A lot of decisions these days in education and in other areas get made on the basis of predictive analytics of various sorts where it makes a prediction about what's gonna happen so that it can then take the right action. And if that prediction is significantly less accurate for one group of learners than another, then there's gonna be differential uh, uh, impact positively for those groups. And particularly given that a lot of educational algorithms are developed on convenience populations, um, suburban middle-class students say, the algorithms may be less effective for other learners. Another problem with bias in artificial intelligence in education is when people um, out of a perhaps well-intended attempt to make the model more accurate actually put demographic variables in their models. Now, that may sound like a good thing because it makes the accuracy higher, but what it often ends up doing is saying that you're gonna take two students from different groups and you're gonna explicitly treat them differently because of their group membership. And that to me is problematic in a lot of ways. It's much better to create models that are more uh, universally designed where you build a model and test to make sure that it works for different groups of learners.
0: Wow, that's a a great point. And I was gonna ask who AI is sort of developed for but that kind of answers the question. So would you largely say it's most commonly made for one population and then just hope that it works for others?
1: I mean, it depends on the research group or the, or the development group doing it. I would say that there are groups that are responsible about trying to build it on the various populations where it's gonna be used. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that a lot of other people out there just build it on the most convenient population or group of populations, whatever they have at hand. Um, that's fine to start, but if you then just use it on other populations without testing it, you could have uh, some problems. Another problem for the field, and I just recently uh, released a review on this with Aaron Hahn, a colleague of mine, um, finding out that that even though people care about this issue, we don't entirely know what groups are being affected. And in particular, for example, there's been insufficient attention paid to uh, learners with disabilities when testing algorithms in education. Mm. Well, that's
0: the thing that we, are definitely hoping improve as AI becomes increasingly more prevalent. Um, And so I guess just in thinking ahead for students with disabilities and AI, do you see any upcoming opportunities of how they would be more engaged?
1: I guess I would say that um, a lot of educational designs can be better for learners with specific disabilities. Some can be worse for learners with specific disabilities. And one issue for AI in specific is that oftentimes a learner's disability status or specific disability is considered protected information, which is good for protecting their privacy, but isn't so good for being able to validate that an AI model works for learners with disabilities. If we can't know which learners have disabilities, then we can't uh, guarantee that our algorithms are going to work. And so I think that's actually a, uh, a place where some very well-intended laws and policies actually are going to make it a little bit harder to make sure that our AI is equitable.
0: That's a good perspective. I'll go ahead and link to those resources you mentioned in the show notes of this podcast. So as listeners, um, if you scroll down, you'll find those links there as well as as more information on Ryan. So thank you so much for joining us today.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to continuing the conversation.
0: Absolutely.